Hello, and welcome to The Hidden Archives. I'm your host for the evening, Nicole Clark. I just wanted to start off by saying that we have gotten word that some of our episodes are not accessible in certain parts around the world. We found no reason why this should be the case. Perhaps it's just the Vatican being jealous of our collection. Either way, if there is a title that you can't play, and you do wish to hear it, please message us on one of our platforms and we will get you whatever stories you need. Please be sure to follow, message, like us, rate, whatever, on Facebook and Instagram at Hidden Archives Podcast and on Twitter at Podcast Hidden. To offer some wisdom from Harper Lee, you never really understand a person until you consider things from his point of view. Therefore, we hope you consider our point of view so that you may understand this warning. If you choose to enter the hidden archives, if you choose to study the tomes, if you choose to take this journey with me, you do so at your own risk. Profanity and disturbing content will follow. This is your warning. Many problems seem simple at first, like having just the right amount of information can lead you to an easy solution, especially if you know what that solution should look like. However, such problems are, frequently, more complicated than they first appear. Sometimes, no amount of information, right or wrong, can get you where you need to be. But maybe you'll be lucky and move past your problems naturally. Maybe you'll even grow out of them. After all, it might be just a phase. It's been postulated that what we call the universe is but one manifestation of an infinite number of universes. In a nutshell, this is the multiverse theory. It gets more complicated than that, though. For example, we could ask the following question. Are all these universes beside each other, near each other at all, or somehow all in the same place, just on different planes of reality? How about this question? Are all these universes different? Are they the same? Or are there similarities from one to the next? And everyone's favorite question, can we travel between these universes? If we assume the multiverse theory is correct, then there's a simple answer to all of these questions. Yes. Really, if there are an infinite number of universes, then every possible combination must exist. Some universes are near ours, others are far away. Some overlap, some are different, some are similar, and some can be traveled to by certain individuals. Others can't. Honestly, we could discuss this in a philosophical or scientific context until the end of time, or until time starts over, or until our universe dies and we move on to the next. Actually, for now, let's just discuss this last thing. Let's also assume we can travel to another universe under very specific circumstances. There are a number of theories in physics that predict how the universe might end. I like the ever-expanding universe theory, personally. This basically just says that the universe is expanding, a known fact, 
and it will continue to expand until all the galaxies drift apart from each other. After that, all the stars in those galaxies drift apart from each other too. And after that, all matter drifts apart. And finally, all particles that make matter drift apart. Eventually, electrons will fly off of atoms, the atom's nucleus will fall apart, and then those subatomic particles die, for lack of a better word. Sure, this whole process takes billions of years. But assuming humanity somehow survives, could we figure out a way to move to a new universe? If the multiverse theory is correct, then yeah. We should even be able to find a universe that isn't expanding to death. Or, if we want something that reminds us of home, then we could find a universe that's not as far ahead in time as ours. Basically, just hitting the cosmic reset button. Again, though, this will all take a very long time, so it probably isn't worth worrying about just now. Let's consider something a little bit more immediate. Not the death of the universe, but our own personal demise. You know, actual physical death. I know what you're thinking. How can moving to a new universe prevent anyone from dying, unless there is some miracle cure for death wherever they're going? Well, Jesus, don't be so pedantic. If we now assume that the multiverse theory is real, and we also assume that there are other universes that overlap our own, and we finally assume that to travel between them, we need a specific set of circumstances, then we might be able to draw some conclusions. Imagine this. The act of dying is the catalyst that makes you jump from one universe to the next. Of course, your physical body stays behind but your soul or spirit or whatever is catapulted into another plane of existence, another universe. Not that I'm normally one to do this, but this lends credence to religion. Heaven and hell in this context are just two different manifestations in the whole multiverse. So is reincarnation. Basically, your soul just jumps into a different body in a different but similar universe. So your religion is more or less just your travel plans, and the energy that you invest into your faith, whatever that might be, is what designates your final destination, like a plane ticket. Of course, this would make all the deities like travel agents that sell you the package, and because they have the connections and information, they can appear to you to confirm your arrangements. So every religion is basically right. Choose wisely. But enough fun and games pissing off the zealous. What I really want to talk about is much more grounded. Kind of. In an infinite multiverse, it stands to reason that there is at least one civilization that has figured all of this out and can travel between universes with me so far? Good. Because I can confirm that this statement is true. Well, however the fuck would I know that, you ask? Good question. Watch the language. I know that because, at least, my people have figured it out. Well, we figured out and confirmed the multiverse theory anyway, 
Honestly, it didn't take long. Like it wasn't some major breakthrough. You see, one kind of starts asking questions when everyone you know disappears from existence after experiencing some major emotional event, like extreme jealousy, profound sadness, superheated rage, or the like. These emotional outbursts can cause us to jump to other universes. Of course, figuring out the specifics did take some time. But our technological and societal evolution started really early on in our own physical and cognitive evolution. We needed answers, you understand. We knew people vanished when they experienced an extreme emotional event. But we didn't know why or where they went. We also needed to figure out how to control our emotions. I mean, we couldn't have people just popping off left and right. So our society calmed the fuck down and got to work. But I don't want you thinking that there's something wrong with us. Again, we advanced quickly, and one of the first things we looked at was ourselves. But just to reassure you, we are quite human. Our universe is very similar to your own, in fact with obvious exceptions. But I digress. When we determined that these things just happened to some people, we broadened our horizons of research and turned to the stars. In examining the universe, we came to many conclusions that your universe has as well. There is a multitude of stars and galaxies, the universe is expanding, and wouldn't you know it, the laws of physics are the same from one end of the universe to the next. We just figured all of this out when you all were still beating each other with clubs and caves. Finally, we turn to philosophy, the queen of the sciences. Through our musings and philosophy, we stumbled across not only the multiverse theory, but also the theory that each and every individual is their own mini-universe. So when our emotions get too high, we jump out of our universe and into another. But why? To answer this, we turn back to the skies and back to ourselves. It's kind of an elastic cycle, springing back and forth from one science to another. Essentially, our conclusions were that nothing is wrong with us, but something is off with our universe. If we are our own universes existing within a different universe, there should be some way to balance the inherent forces. I mean, just about every other universe seems to do this just fine. Why can't ours? Well, we still don't know. Our science and technology have made some strides. We have found that when we jump from our universe, we seem to take a piece of it with us. Almost like a homing beacon. Because of this discovery, we can now track the universe that someone has buggered off to when they split from ours. But we can't communicate with them. Also, people from our universe can sometimes find their way back, but it's kind of a crapshoot. They have to make their own way back, which requires them to get all riled up again, make the jump, and hopefully land back home. 
The peace of our universe that we all have in us is what allows these things to happen because, when we jump from our universe to another, we do keep our ability to jump, even if the universe we land in has no such flaw as our own. One last bit of science shit for now. When we jump, we do tend to stay close to home, in a manner of speaking anyway. We always land in a similar universe, which is how I know about yours. In fact, I'm not the first one that's had any contact with your universe. My people have almost definitely been here before. To name a few names, I believe Jack the Ripper was one of ours. Springheel Jack, too. Lots of people named Jack where I come from. And yes, many people that leave my universe are the likes of villains. Sorry about all of that. But when you consider that many villains are emotionally unstable, it starts to make sense why they are often the ones to jump. Most of my people have mastered our emotions, but there are some people that either don't care to, can't, or simply just have a very human moment. Anyhow, this all kind of brings you to me, or me to you. Whichever, just try to keep up. And no, my name isn't Jack anything. For the sake of moving forward, you can just call me Jake. See what I did there? To tell you about myself, I'd first like to state that I am definitely not a villain. I'm a very normal guy, all things considered. I just had a very human moment. Nothing I really care to get into, though. But I've been in your universe for several years now. About five years, if anyone is keeping count. No offense, but I can't really say that I'm enjoying myself here. Well, Jake, if you hate it so much, why don't you just fuck off? So many good questions today, but seriously, watch the language. Honestly, I'd love to go back home. I've tried. But it looks like I'm stuck here. Maybe that sounds like I've given up. I mean, it's only been five years. What all could I have tried? I'll answer that by describing what exactly I have to go through to jump. It isn't pleasant. So in order for me to jump, we already know that I have to become emotionally compromised. And these are negative emotions that I have to experience. Things like happiness, joy, love don't exactly cut it. Otherwise, I'd go find a wife, have a baby with her, and I'd be on my way. Well, except, even if that did work, I'd have to leave all that behind. No taking it with me. So it wouldn't exactly be genuine joy, no real emotion, no jumping. Again, though, the positive emotions don't cut it. I have to be pissed, hurt, enraged if I want to jump. Do you all like experiencing these things? Yeah, didn't think so. 
but believe you me, I've tried. And I've tried by just simply existing. I've made friends thinking, might as well make the best of things, only to lose those friends for one reason or another. I've had romantic partners that have broken my heart. I've started careers only to be declined for promotions because I'm not quite the right fit for the fucking team. And I've done all of this without the intent to jump. I'm not a monster, like I said. I am human, and I am very human. I try to live my life and make the best of things. I'm not looking to get hurt. But I also know that everyone experiences pain and heartbreak. So I live my life, and when the bad things happen, I think, maybe this time, maybe now I can go home. But you know what? It never happens. Let's go back to assuming things, shall we? Let's assume that I have one of these horrible experiences and it triggers the jump. Because it does. What's the jump like? Well, when one jumps from one universe, we kind of phase out of the current existence. But the process is kind of slow. It isn't wang-bang-boom, I'm here, now I'm there. It isn't teleportation. It's actually closer to a Star Trek-style transporter, just slower. We phase out pretty quick, but we slowly rematerialize. It can take days to fully materialize. Until the process is complete, we are invisible, can't really hear, can't say anything that anyone would understand, and we just phase through solid matter for the most part. Which all sounds kind of cool until you go through it. It means no human interaction until you are normal. It means no working through any problems that got you there to begin with. It means no sleeping, no eating, no exercising. It's just a state of kind of existing with nothing to focus on but whatever emotional event caused you to jump. Sure, some of my people actually go through this to get back home. Imagine that. Some people actually choose to live like that for a while because they know they can get help once they're back in their own familiar place. But, like I said, I'm stuck here. I don't know if something is wrong with your shitty universe or what, but it used to be that whenever I start to jump, I just spring back here. It's just right back to a place that is neither good nor bad. Aside from the spring back effect of not jumping to another universe, there is one other difference from my universe and yours. You have pets. Pet animals aren't really a thing in my universe. Hell, any sort of animal that you keep for any reason isn't really a thing where I come from. Pretty big difference, I know. But I know why this is the case. It started back when my civilization was first developing. 
Like I said, our civilization developed around the idea of keeping jumps to a minimum. We used to engage with animals, but hunting them was something that we realized was dangerous for us. Just imagine, you and a few of your closest buddies go out to find some meat. All is going well when suddenly you're surprised by some predator. Now, not only is adrenaline high, but so are emotions. You try to keep calm. You have to neutralize the threat after all. So you and your party are able to surround the predator. Looks like things are turning around, right? Wrong. It pounces and attacks one of your buddies. Let's call him Jacoby. So you and the rest of your party spring into action to take out the threat. You work together to kill the predator and, hopefully, save Jacoby. But it's too late. Jacoby is dead. The predator made quick work of him, severed an artery or something. So you just lost your best friend, Jacoby, to a bear or some shit. The grief you feel is unimaginable. Suddenly, poof, you're gone. Now your other friends, we'll call them Jackson and Jacques, saw Jacoby die and you disappear. They're terrified and grief-stricken. But here's the thing. Jacques didn't really care about Jacoby. Jacoby was your friend. But Jacques was your brother. So, there goes Jacques too, when you vanish. This leaves Jackson all alone trying to figure out what the actual fuck, right? We all see where this is going. Bye-bye, Jackson. But animal husbandry seems like it would be okay, right? Think again, idiot. You know in your universe, when animal husbandry first started, People used to keep their animals in their own homes and dwelling places. I guess that lasted for quite a while, too. Anyway, you share your home with Jackie the sheep. Jackie keeps you warm at night, lets you pet her, and is constantly at your side. You develop a fondness for her until spring when you have to slaughter poor little Jackie for the spring feast. Heartbroken at the very thought, you pop off, never to be seen again. You, the only animal keeper in the whole village, are just gone. The town starves and everyone dies. Nice work. Because of this, in order to protect ourselves, my people never hunted, never took animals into our care, and thus never realized the idea of keeping a loving forever pet. Incidentally, you've probably guessed that my people are all vegan. Not to be preachy or anything. I never even knew there was a term for it until I got here. My people just exist and shut the fuck up about it. But I've gotten sidetracked again. So, when I got here and I saw people walking around and sharing their lives with dogs and cats and such, I got curious. I thought, Hey, isn't that neat? I can go purchase a friend who will love me as long as I return the favor. Sounds nice, doesn't it? 
I was cautious at first. I had to make sure you sickos didn't have some weird ulterior motive for keeping pets. Like as a backup plan for if shit went tits up and you ran out of food. But no. You guys really love pets. Basically, after being here for a while and doing my research, I decided that adopting a dog would be a nice way to pass the time and not have anyone ask any stupid questions about me or my past. Hell, the damn thing wouldn't even understand a single word I said. So yeah, I pulled the trigger. Got myself a shelter mud of some sort. After all, it's just an animal, which we do have where I'm from, thank you very much. So, how attached could I get? There's no way that, if I found a way home, I would at all regret leaving it behind. There's no way that it would trigger me to jump either. Well, therein lies the issue. I did get a dog. I did get instantly attached, and everything was awesome for a while. I thought, hey, maybe this universe isn't so bad after all. Plus, he'll live for many years if I take good care of him, and once he's gone, I might be able to jump back home because of it. Kind of a shitty contingency plan, I get it, but let me finish. What I never realized is that dogs run away sometimes. And mine did just that. Got out because I stupidly didn't make sure my apartment door was latched. When I realized he was gone, I tried to keep it together. I, I really did. There might be a chance of finding him after all. But my mind spiraled and I concluded that he had died on the street somewhere hit by a car, having fallen off a roadside cliff. And this triggered me to jump. But, as usual, I sprang back here. And remember when I said that I was stuck in a place that was neither good nor bad? Well, I meant it like this. I'm stuck being not completely phased back in. When I started to phase back in, my dog came back. I was overjoyed, which normally speeds up the phase-in process. But he couldn't see me, so he ran off again, probably to try and find me. Well, losing him again with nothing I could do about it sent me spiraling again. I actually jumped. A double jump or a jump within a phasing cycle isn't unheard of for my people, but it's extremely rare. Especially with our emotional control. But it happened to me. And it keeps happening. I get so close to being better. So close to fully phased because I almost have my dog back. I almost have what I want. But then, somehow, I lose him, and I jump. And I keep jumping, and phasing, and jumping again. This kind of thing is probably unheard of for my people. See, I just don't know. 
It isn't like anyone can tell you about it while they're phasing constantly. So, for the sake of conversation... I'm the only one like this. And, as far as I know, I will never fully phase back in again. In any universe. And I just don't know how to feel about it. Or anything else for that matter. What I do know? I just want my damn dog back. I guess some experiences are universal. Or is it multiversal? Look, I'm not going to pretend to understand the scientific subtext here, because I don't need to pretend. We'd like to thank you for joining us once again here in the Hidden Archives, the original creepy library. And a very special thank you to producer Mateos Bomtempo. We really appreciate your help with our show quality and global outreach. The next episode should be posted in two to three weeks. Thanks again for your patience and understanding with the somewhat unpredictable nature of our release schedule. There are many more stories from the Hidden Archives that have yet to be shared. We hope that you join us next time for another Glimpse Within. This has been a production of the Rhodes Collaborative Experience, LLC. Please no reproduction, duplication, or bastardization of any content without written consent from RCX or its partners. Ex Animo, Ex Tempus, and Archivum. <laughs>